30 interviews, 30 hours with John O'Ban and Shadow. Oh, here we go. Welcome back. It is John and Ben's world record. 30 hours of interviewing non-stop on Edge TV. And we're joined by our next guest from New South Wales, Mr. Michael Roberts. Michael Roberts. Jeez, you're a handsome devil. Doesn't <laughs> he? Jeez, he's handsome. Oh, I'm so pleased that I'm here early. Yeah. And not later on. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be going yeah, to some delirious conversation as due overnight, Mike. How you been, mate? I've been very well, thanks. Yeah? yeah. Good, what good time, first what, up question, mate. Thank you, how you been? <laughs> that was good. What time do you get in to present the news? What time yeah, do you usually get in to work? work? Uh, well, I usually have the mornings off, you know. Mm. Um, so in the afternoon, or depending what's happening, really. If something big is breaking, well, then we tend to be rolled in a bit earlier. But... Um, but it's, just, it's a weird kind of a job because it never really goes away. It's always with you, always listening to news bulletins or reading stuff. And, uh, and the last hour of your day, of course, is the most important. So it's kind of, it's a strange thing, but I've been doing it for a while now, so I think I've yeah. just about yeah. got it down. What's been the most <laughs> stressful thing you've had to do in your job? In news presenting? Yeah. Um, I saw you at the Gaza Strip. Yeah, you've been there to Syria, bombs flying everywhere. Gaza Strip. Oh, cool. right. Well, that's a little bit different. You know, so the, the, the reporting side of it is, uh, is different. That's pretty stressful. Yeah. Um, but incredibly uh, challenging and, and motivating and that kind of thing as well. I mean, you go to these huge stories, which are, at, the, at that time, the biggest story in the world, and you're there reporting. It's, um, it's an amazing uh, privilege to do it. And is it scary? It must be scary being oh, in a yeah, place that's... Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, you mentioned Gaza and, and that was you know, three years ago now. That was particularly scary because we were, we were in Gaza and it's a very small place uh, and bombs were dropping everywhere. In fact, from our hotel, which was down at the waterfront, the um, Israeli Navy was firing shells over the top of us. So you could, you could hear this, the shells going over the top and sort of hanging out the window thinking, I hope their aim is good. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, Jesus. But you know, it's not that I you know, enjoy war or even you know that sort of carnage on that level. But it's it's more the human interest stories you get. Uh, and on that particular trip, I remember interviewing a, a, a little girl. Her name was Maha. She was uh, seven years old, and she'd been hit by shrapnel, and she was in the hospital, and she was paralysed from the neck down. And they didn't have the expertise or the um, ability to to help her, so she was just stuck there. You know, and no one could get, get in, in or out of Gaza during that time. And it's those sorts of stories which. Um, you know, uh, uh, I really enjoy telling because they're, they're so important to tell. Yeah. And and then at the end of the day, you know, you hope that it makes a difference. And I think collectively, the foreign journalists that went into Gaza that, at that time, we did make a difference. We all put pressure on our own respective governments to, to stand up and say something, which he did, I think, the following week. Yeah. And um, and that helped to brought, brought around a ceasefire. So. She's going over there, though. The, uh, the you're Obviously, you're there in a professional capacity, but mm. there must be the human side of you. He's like, I just want to help this girl take her back to New Zealand. Oh, yeah, for is sure. Is there a lot of that? Yeah, 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 there is. And uh, and I remember in, in covering the Haiti earthquake uh, in 2010, which was, you know, that was on, on par with Gaza in terms of just how horrific it was. Um, you know, arriving there and there's so many people that were killed and uh, you know they're picking bodies up in a, in a rubbish truck and taking them off to the dump you know that was the first thing we saw and, and you know you just kind of and, and because because I'm I, you know I still live in New Zealand and I go go overseas to, to cover these events you know you, which I think is a good thing you don't become too hardened to it you know I, I know a lot of uh, colleagues who are, are full-time correspondents and, right. and they become a bit cynical a bit dark after a while and I think it, you know I, I know it's called parachute journalism sometimes, but I think it's a good thing because you're still looking at these events through New Zealand eyes, mm. and, and and what what you think you know is important or what you think is weird and strange um, uh, might not be to someone who's seen it you know a dozen times. And so, 
I think it works quite well, but um, it was pretty confronting seeing that. And, yeah. and so, yeah, uh, uh, during our, our time there um, working, we, we met this five-year-old girl, Chidna, who, um, who had a massive hole in her leg about the size of a cricket ball, and, uh, and her arm was so badly broken, it was, it was you know, just black and septic. And uh, there was a, a trainee doctor who was at this, um, this camp, or it was a park, basically, where, where families had gathered and were staying. And he was giving out tetanus shots, but he looked at her and he said, "I can't do anything with her. Um, we haven't got the, you know, we haven't got the medicines to look after. She needs to be operated on. If she's not, she'll die." So uh, we made the decision then to take her to the hospital, wow. yeah. um, because we had a car and no one else did. And it, the, the hospital, I think, was about 10 kilometres away, but it took us the best part of a couple of hours, I think, to get there oh, because yeah. you know, so many houses were down yeah. and rubble everywhere. And, finally get to the, the hospital and it's just the most unbelievable scene. There's people on stretchers and beds and on the grass at the front and wow. and I carried her in there and I'm sure because of the camera that we, we probably got her seen to earlier than she would have. Um, but you know, I don't make any apologies for that. No. Yeah. Uh, and so she was operated on which was which was fantastic. Oh, and nice. um, and uh, but I remember I, I faced a bit of criticism at the time, as did other reporters who did similar things in Haiti for stepping in and and not being just an observer. Yeah. And the thing I said was, well, you know, you're a you're a human being it's first kind of human and, nature, and a, and a journalist second. And, people, you know? and that was the whole point was that, you know, aid hadn't arrived in Haiti yet and we were we were there. I mean we were, you know, other reporters were helping dig through rubble to to pull people out if they thought there was a survivor there. And it was a very weird and strange time. But um yeah. It's hard, it's interesting that people would criticise you for helping yeah. other humans. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't think much of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and generally speaking, the feedback was, you know, was very supportive and probably the clincher was getting home and uh, my daughter, who was about the same age, uh, met me and gave me a hug and said, thanks for looking after that little girl. Well, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, so that's that's cool. Cool. I don't know how we segue off these touching <laughs> stories. It's a bloody touching story. <laughs> yeah. What about like, reading the news when, at live to the nations? Do you get nervous at all when you have to read off an autocue and, you know? Uh, not so much nervous, just um, I guess on a really big day when there's you know, a lot happening, you, you certainly get a, an adrenaline spike and, yeah. um, and it's great. You know, it's, it's good for a performer to have that. Um, but I think at the back of your mind too, you know that everyone's worked their you know, asses off yeah, all day yeah. to to get stories for that bulletin, and so the last thing you want to be is you know kind of too nervous or or blow it, you know, and so and you still have to deliver the message. It's yeah. a, that's the, are, are there some stories that play out and you're like, why am I presenting a story about a dog <laughs> that plays table tennis? <laughs> for like, God's sake! Yeah. So I miss that dog playing. <laughs> You missed the scoop, mate. You missed the scoop. What's the diplomatic answer? Uh, I love it. I love all the news. I, I love that we have a, a chocolate box uh, of stories. Um, and, and, you know, and, and increasingly, when, when people are getting their news uh, in, in different ways, and the six o'clock news isn't, you know, you know, you know nobody speak and yeah. you know, everyone's in, the whole family's there, uh, um, isn't so much that anymore. I, I think what we need to do is. Um, because with, when, when people are, are checking for news online and on their phones or whatever, you know, it's very self-driven. You only really look at what you're interested in. And so I think what we do at six o'clock is, is curate a, a, you know, a, a look at what's been happening around the world and we pick what we think are the best stories and something of interest and there might be something entertaining or funny or whatever, as well as the harder stories too. 
and present that as a as a package, and you know, and so people can sit down and you know, well, here's what we think you know, has happened in the world today. Who makes those decisions? Do you sit down and you're like, we're going to run this story first? We've got a dart. We just <laughs> we've got a dart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dog playing table tennis. I it's coming to first. We've got a fantastic team of producers, and uh, um, and and we we look at the day's events. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a bit of input into it ourselves, particularly with with the order of how things are going. Yeah, right. Um, Is there a lot yeah. of debate over that? Of what yeah. stories come first? Yes, or no. It's quite I mean, I, I, I think yeah, I think um, you know, we're lucky enough that you know, I really work with some amazing people and, and great professionals, and we we are generally on the same page when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Generally, want well, yeah. um, put your reading to the test, Mike. I went online, and these apparently some of the <coughs> hardest words to pronounce. They're just everyday words. So right. I want to see how you go with. Okay. Uh, Worcestershire. Ooh, Ooh, that's one from good. one. Right. Okay, Mike yeah. Roberts yeah. with us. Interview number two on our marathon. Choir. <laughs> Why is choir? I don't know. I didn't make this list up. I, I just said this online. Do I need to sing it? Or? Choir? Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right, we'll try this one. Mike Roberts pronouncing some of the hardest words to pronounce. Really? Squirrel? Uh, he's nailing this. But I didn't make what this up. Sweet I'm gonna... Are these just words that you've had trouble with over the years? That and <laughs> words that I've trouble with. <laughs> Uh, ooh. Ooh, that is a toughie. He's oh, got you. He's got oh, we've you. stepped up now, McRoberts. <laughs> Anemone? Sure, I don't know the correct answer. I'm, I'm not this. sure what it is. So, why are you? Excuse me. Why are you running a game <laughs> and you don't know what the answers are? Mate, I don't know. I, look, we've, we have a lot of interviews to prepare for. Sixth. <laughs> Was that a good Sixth. 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 Yeah, okay. uh, oh, here we go. Well, this is a toughie. Penguin. Now, who, who has trouble saying penguin? I remember someone was talking about it just recently. It might have been on Grey Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, here we go. Right. Here's right. a tough right. one for you. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Autohinolaryngeologist. Autohinolaryngeologist. <laughs> That's good. You nailed it. Rural. 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 I've got some ones that I... Um, I I, when I look at it, I think, oh no, Regis registering. Oh, registering. <laughs> registering. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't think of the other ones, but uh, squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Six. Was it penguin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the game was shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, do, you, do you still talk to Hillary Berry? Yes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Even though she left you, you're like, I'm not talking oh, to you wait, ever again. Left yeah. me for a younger man. She's, she's, she's a handsome devil, Jack. You guys are mates for many years. Oh, so yeah. our mates, of right? course. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and we always will be, I think. You know, yeah. you, you don't sit next to each other for 11 years and, you know, not form a great bond. Yeah. Well, maybe, but, um, <laughs> but, but we did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. That's right, and it's only natural for other people to go on to other, other jobs and, and try other things, right? What do you say, Ben? I'm just saying, like a lead in the film. I may have been offered another job. <laughs> and I want to take this opportunity to say that I might take this job and I may leave you, but you're always still mates. It's only natural. It's only natural to leave They might want to, uh, want to test you with another great game. Okay. We're going to uh, hold up some cue cards mm -hmm. and you have to read the story as serious as you can. Okay. 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 Give the props, Ben. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you want to use this in the cut down. That's just sitting here waiting for Ben to sort. Oh the mate, I'm, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Do you get a free car park here? 
Did you get a cab out? It's not. <laughs> nothing, nothing's free here, John. <laughs> it's a good question, actually, because we don't get a car park. No. <laughs> Do you know, upstairs, they actually there's a pay and display thing, isn't there? For our, for our, so we can, like at the the car park outside the front door, you have to pay and display to park there. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. Just some parking logistics with my All right, Mo Roberts. Okay, okay, okay here's okay. it. Try it. Okay. I'll do the intro. And with your news, here's Mike McRoberts. Welcome to our news special on the day when New Zealand has just elected DJ Max Key as its supreme leader. All hail Max. That's good. That is good. She's got a commanding voice, Mike. You really do. All right, Mike. And in weather news now, it's raining more than ever. Know that we can still have each other. You can stand under my umbrella. You can stand under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. <laughs> I better go to work. Work, 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 work. You see me do, 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 do. They're inspiring lyrics. They're they? lovely. They're <laughs> lovely. All right, all right. Test another one. Just talk amongst yourselves if you want. Okay. I read, a, I read something the other day, which actually I didn't have to do on the news in the end, but it was a jailbreak in Alabama where the uh, inmates had disguised the handle of their door with peanut butter and the guard fell for it and they got out. How did they disguise the... I don't know, but, you know, that's just... What, they put peanut butter on a door here? Yeah, I couldn't see why we weren't leading with that story. <laughs> <laughs> that beats the table tennis playing golf. It really does. Oh, you finished the game, oh, okay. wait, 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 you go. I feel like I get thrown under <laughs> the bus here for the games. And that's tonight's news on News Hub. I'm Mike McRoberts. Peace out, Holmesy. Homies. <laughs> <laughs> we found the word he can't pronounce. I did have, there was, a, there was a series of stories around a few years ago when Hillary was still reading and... Hillary's still with us. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Hillary. <laughs> and I always seem to get the, the joke, the stories that would be funny or might crack you up because Hillary had a history of... Of laughing. Of laughing, of laughing. yeah. 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 Which was okay. Which one did she laugh through? She laughed through the uh, oh the uh, the the, the mini oh, bathrooms. Oh, the, the, the people who were sucked out of the plane. <clears throat> but there's a, a series of stories that came from Timidu uh, in, in South Canterbury, and it was about a, a street sign that kept yeah. getting stolen, and uh, and and it kept getting stolen. So this street sign name um, and the story would pop up. It must have popped up three or four times, and I read it in about two, two or three. I actually felt like going down and personally meeting the people of Muff Road and. Timaru to, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to see what the hell is going on with your sign. You st yeah. Please stop this. Yeah. Then, what, what do you do when the, like, when the news stories are playing? Are you talking to each other? Smoking a ciggy? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Are you, it's your own time, isn't it? Online shopping. Yeah. Um, Goodness, those are, good are you thinking about what you haven't seen next or you're listening to the story or what happens? Oh, yeah. It? yeah. Well, I, I tend to like to, to watch the stories. Yes. Um, particularly if they're, if they're not foreign ones that I've seen earlier, if they're ones that our reporters have been out doing because you want to see what they're up to. And, yeah. Um, Who you got a fire? Who you got a fire? <laughs> and what about you? Because you, like, in your, in your personal time, you're, like, running. Running. You, you've, you've done a lot of marathons. Yeah, yeah. I've done, I think, nine marathons now. Um, I'm off to Topol in tomorrow nice to action. run the half marathon with... As fast as this? <laughs> Uh, maybe not that fast, but <laughs> perhaps with a better style. <laughs> uh, yeah, How just, fast do you run marathons in? Well, I, I had a, a good one. So I've done about nine marathons, and a few of those have been with a mate of mine who's blind, so I've been his guide, and that's pretty much how I got into running marathons. Cool. We've done New York a couple of times, which is just an amazing experience. Um, and then, so I've, I've got into the running a bit more and run a few for myself. So I did the Christchurch Marathon this year, 
and did my first sub four. So I did 353. Jeez. Wow. Uh, so that's 42 kilometers. 42 kilometers. Three hours, yeah. 53. Mm. Non-stop running. Yeah, non-stop running. That's not running. where you get how marathons work, mate. Right? <laughs> 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 you certainly get a, a you whole new... You can't stop if you want, but... <laughs> <laughs> you get a whole new appreciation for it. That's for how, sure. So how long would you train for? Like, what would be the, the furthest distance you'd run or the amount of time you'd go out for? You it? wouldn't do the whole 42 Ks. You might do sort of up to... 33, 34Ks, but... So you're pretty much going, I'm just going out for a run and you're out for a couple of hours? Yeah, yeah, but I, I run with a group of people, so, um, and which is really good. And, you know, you kind of encourage each other and and while you all run different times probably on the day, it's, mm. um, it's great to have that support when you're doing your training. My other question, what are you running from, Mike? <laughs> what are we running from? <laughs> Why are we all here? Just life in general. <laughs> <laughs> running from the guy that I owe the money for the car park. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Did you think, mate, because obviously when you, you're, you're, you're here, you, many people around the office saying Silver Fox now, Mike. <laughs> They're saying you're yeah. sexier now, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. sexier well, McRobert. That's yeah. nice, yeah. That's that, nice. Was that a decision that you made or someone made? Or? Oh, yeah, no, it was a decision I made. I just kind of, because um, it was it was, just, it was still reasonably dark on top, but then was going quite grey on the sides, and then, you know, so we tried to disguise that for a while, and I, I just felt a bit, bit shit, really. So yeah. <laughs> It looks good. Um, it looks yeah, good. thanks, yeah. And it means, um, you can I had a lo for a long time, hey, you, 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 long time you see it mistaken yeah. for Neil Walker or Clint Brown, you know, and I think it's just because of three brown boys right, on TV. Right, right, yeah. Uh, I think they call that racism. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'd always say, that's why you white guys all look the same thing. Um, <laughs> but, um, but these days, oh, someone at the airport asked me if it was Mike Pirro, which is like, oh my God. You know, Mike Pirro? Yeah, Off of the mortgages, right, yeah. 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 Yeah, what, what were they wanting? Did it, <laughs> a loan? Some advice on a house sale. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to get into the housing market. Yeah. But anyway, I've been called a lot worse over the years, so that's fine. Do you get uh, do you get recognised in some unusual locations, Mike? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I, yeah, it's it's but it's nice. I mean, everyone's normally pretty positive. So, have you been in the toilet, for example, in a bar or restaurant, and someone's gone? Yeah, I had someone try to take a selfie. <laughs> someone tried to take a selfie in the toilet not that long ago, actually. And it's like, Mm. We might as well wait till we're outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we'll wait on that one, you yeah. know. Um, and, uh, and of course, yeah, because the, the selfie thing is huge these days. It's, yeah. you, know, you know, whenever you go, it's people are wanting to take selfies, which is fine. Always, you know. I mean, you might get that. We don't, we don't really get that. There was, there was a, a guy a couple of months ago who used the selfie of him and I uh, as his Tinder profile picture. Which <laughs> I kind of think, well, it's not really appropriate, you know. And, and, and who would swipe right on that anyway? So he turns up and says, like, oh, where's the, uh, where's the other guy? <laughs> That's the thing, they can, they can bamboozle you with multiple people in yeah. their... Uh, Robinson's in my area. Right. <laughs> hey, the vo your voice is amazing. Like, have you always had this, this voice or is it something you trained to I've, have? I've always had a deep voice. I've, I had a deep voice from a, a really young age, like sort of eight or nine. Um, yeah. And he was like, good evening. <laughs> yeah. Got a good evening. Yeah, that's right. Scare <laughs> the hell out of the teachers. Yeah. Um, and I started really early. So, you know, I went straight from school into radio. And so I guess just being around, you know, really good broadcasters and that kind of thing, you just pick it up. And But I've always had a reasonably good speaking voice. Well, I say that. Um, and when I go up to primary schools and stuff, there's a little story I tell where... Uh, in my early teens, sort of 11, 12, 13, I actually had a really bad stammer and, and used to struggle to get a sentence really? in. Really? So, yeah, and so I told the kids that because, you know, at that age, if you'd come to me and said, you know, one day, little, little Mike McRoberts, you're going to read the 6 o'clock news, everyone would have laughed and I, I would have laughed with them. But, um, 
Yeah, it was a weird thing. So I just kind of learnt to, and again, you know, we didn't have a lot of a uh, lot of money uh, growing up. So I just learnt to to get over it. I kind of did you teach yourself to get over it? Mm. Did you? Wow. Mm. But I think when I when I look back at it, it's been. I think it was quite a good thing. You know, it's, uh, one, it gave me humility, <laughs> which is a good thing. But two, it also meant, you know, when it came to broadcasting, for instance, that you know, often you're having to, to talk on the fly. And so you know, when you've had a, a problem speaking, you make sure you know what you're going to say before you have to attempt to say it. Uh, so there's that. And the other thing was that I, I spent a lot of time in the library as a librarian. Very cool. Um, well, at school. At school, at school yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was the only place where you didn't have to talk or weren't allowed to talk. So, wow. um, so I read a lot. So, so it was all pretty good in the end. And it may be a good interviewer because I listen to people. And, um, and you're listening to me now. Yeah, well, no, you've just, no, you, everything you just said, I was like, I'm the dead opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I have no humility. <laughs> I don't think before I speak. <laughs> That's why you're not reading News Hub News. It's, it's like, <laughs> are you a Crusaders fan? I uh, am. Yeah, I am. I'm Crusaders? a Swords fan. I grew up in Christchurch, of course, and so, and have maintained that loyalty. Um, and all my family still live down there. My brothers are, are still coaching rugby and quite involved. So. When are they going to give some other people a go? The Crusaders. <laughs> when they're good enough. Let <laughs> the Blues ever turn for it's, it's been a while. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So this weekend, the big final, what are you picking, Mike McRoberts? Sports chat with the lads. I think the Crusaders will do it. Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I think they've got, they're certainly probably the only team that can go over to that cauldron. I've been at, um, at, uh, at that stadium before and it's, it is amazing. You know, it's like vertically the stands go up like this and it's such a concentrated noise and I think what are they saying 60 60 something thousand Lions fans <coughs> over there and how many yeah. um how many a row in a row would that be if they <coughs> win um well they they had the loss uh, they had a loss against the Hurricanes so their their stretch is finished but um uh but it would be a, a great victory for them because they had a new coach this year and uh, a few new players and yeah, I think it'd be, be fantastic. Um, and the nice thing is, I'm actually um, emceeing something on Saturday night, the Cancer Society Ball in, uh, in Hamilton. And I'd forgotten all about it. So if the final had been here in New Zealand, I would have, I would have missed it. Now I can go back now to the Now you can enjoy it. Enjoy. enjoy it. So you mentioned emceeing. Can we get Mike McRoberts to just MC anything we want? Like if I'm having my, if my son's getting a circumcision, I want Mike yeah. McRoberts to MC my son's That's, circumcision party. Come on, say, kia, ora, la uh, kia ora, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Johnny's son's circumcision. circumcision. It's time for the snap. <laughs> so people can get an MC. Do you MC some weird things? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I did the Pi Awards this week, which was kind of out there. Oh, um, nice. But it was it was great fun. It was, and boy, there's a lot that goes into those pies. Never realised. And we, <laughs> and, we, and we sell a lot of pies in New Zealand. I learned a lot about pies. And, you know, it's, uh, they've had this competition for 21 years. 21 years they've been picking the best pie in the country. Who won? Uh, Who won? Uh, a guy called, um, a guy from Topol. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pop in and see him when I go to the half oh, yeah. with his um, With his gourmet steak and cheese pie. Oh, classic. Do you know, I'll tell you a fact. Avocados. May, who works in my local fruit and produce store, told me... You were just talking about how many pies we eat. Yeah. yeah well, so said, well, do you know, talking about avocados. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know how many avocados are shipped off to Australia? 
I wouldn't have a clue. No, no I'm getting <laughs> And <laughs> Mike doesn't really care oh, either. Are you asking me or are you telling me? Oh, it was kind of a question to like build up the anticipation. Um, it's, at, it, it's at peak anticipation mate, yeah. right now. 84% of our avocados go to Australia. Oh, that'll be why they're so bloody expensive. Exactly, we've only left for 16% of avocados. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we're in the middle of trying to get 30 hours of non-stop interviews, trying to break a world record. We've got Mike McRoberts. He's only with us for the next, it's a very confusing clock, but I think the next uh, sort of five minutes. How long, Bron? Five more minutes? Yeah. Five more minutes. Uh, can we play a real quick game before you go? Sure. So it's either call oh, or... I didn't get to the end of my avocado story. story mate. <laughs> call or call out. All right, we're going to pick someone and you can decide. Okay, you have to, you decide if you get to call out them. Tell us something about them we don't know or you, or you, have, or to you have to phone, phone them. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you got your phone? <laughs> no, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll okay. never take a phone to a studio. That's you know that's rule 101. Of yeah, Ben, don't ever take your phone. <laughs> <laughs> professional. <laughs> <laughs> I These are both his phones. Okay, he's got right. a burner phone for some weird stuff. <laughs> all right, we're gonna, well, let's do. We can do call or call out on our one. Can Great. we do that? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we'll choose someone from our phone to call or call it's out. It's not quite as cool with doing it off our phone, mate. <laughs> have I got? Oh, I've yeah, because they probably won't pick up. <laughs> do you know the only famous person I have on my phone? Look at this, mate. Oh no, he's deleted. <laughs> I had Richie McCaw. Oh, this is a cool story. Oh, I had Richie McCaw. Richie McCaw. I think I've seen that non-restraining order. <laughs> oh, he's got rid of me. He, he somehow deleted his phone off me. Oh no, I've got no one cool. We can call him off. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no one. You probably had far more. Oh, I've got the kind of this. Okay, Sam Hayes. All right, say something about Sam Hayes. We don't know, or we call him now. Sam Hayes, something you don't know. Um, or, we can, or we can pull out of this, and we can just call her. We can just call her. <laughs> okay, let's call her. Will she answer? Have you got a number? Let's come through. Why well, have you got Sam Hayes' <laughs> number? Shh, don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's going to go. Why is Ben Boyce calling me? She, got, she wouldn't have your <laughs> number saved in her phone. Hello, Sam speaking. Yeah, she definitely does have my number. Sam, it's Mike here. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we're live on air, and I'm just ringing oh. you because I had the option to call you or call you call you out. So say something about oh, you that God, these guys didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said some pretty grim shit to be honest. Yeah. I said, why don't I do both? <laughs> 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 I know, I know. Well, you're talking to them later, aren't you? Do you know Ben... Yeah, sorry, oh, yeah. Sam, Jono here. Do you know Ben Boyce? I'd like to tell you, I don't know how he got it, but he has your phone number in his telephone. It's not important right now, oh Sam. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. You clearly don't have his number because you just said hello. <laughs> I think it actually came up as Jono and Ben, so as far as I'm concerned, you guys are the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hanging up on you now. Screw you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hayes a good lady? She is, she's fantastic. Be awkward if you said no right now. <laughs> Be really awkward if you said no. Yeah. She seems like a nice person. She uh, quite young to be reading the news, wasn't she? Yeah, I guess so. Although she's been, you know, I was going to say she's been around a while. She's, um, she, you know, she, she's got a bit of experience on it. She's been a what foreign actually, correspondent. What sort of question is that? Um, I don't know. I was just <laughs> saying shit. <laughs> I don't know if I said why that. But she yeah. started reading news quite young. Yeah. Or did she not? Am I just making something up? Yeah, I she guess she like did. She was in her 20s, right? I, when I she guess she did. But, um, but look, she, she, she does it well, and she's, uh, she's a really good reporter as well. She's quite passionate about, you know, about, um, about reporting of you know, uh, conservation and issues like yeah. that. So, yeah. Well, she's the, uh, you know, she's the future mother of the nation. 
<laughs> at the moment. So she's what is just, she now? Just she's like the she's auntie just, of the. Let's not get into the, the, the debate about mothers and, and stuff <clears throat> this week, mate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. <laughs> yeah that's kind of full of flat of it. At the moment, she's the more successful sister of the nation. Yeah. Everyone else is just letting our family down. So any advice, Mike? We're about to wrap up with you very shortly. Any advice for us? We're trying to do thirty hours in a row of interviews. How, give, give us some feedback. Give us some honest feedback. How have we gone? So well, far? look, I think you've uh, I think you've done very well. You've traversed a number of subjects, uh, <laughs> some of which you didn't want to talk about. Yeah, and you've, 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 you've taken the eye contact to know when to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were going to do a call call out with Hillary Barry, but we uh, we, we got quite scared about that one. And then when I started yeah. then when I started talking about car parks, <laughs> I was like, don't you start talking about the meeting car parks. Hey, bloody good to see you, Mike. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, Interview cheers. number two. In our 30 hour interview marathon, Mike McRoddits, Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thank, you. thank you very much. Uh, Mike, Mike, can you uh, give us a nice goodbye down the camera like you would on News Hub? Uh, and I'm Mike McRoberts, and I respect to Jono and Ben uh, for their wonderful record attempt. This is not the like world how you record. do it on the news. No, it's not, no. <laughs> You're a little it's more like, What the hell are we talking about? 30 hours. Uh, there's an hour and a half gone. Mm, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? What the hell did I just sign up to? Bobby Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. Bobby Roberts. Good on your bloody legend, yeah, mate. Thanks, Mike. That was another fine John O'Ben and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Ben and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app and listen live on The Edge three till seven weekdays.